1: And I hope you're all having a great weekend. I'm sure many of you are spending it in your garden. Many of you are going to the shore. And many of you are sitting home doing absolutely nothing except listening to What's Your Wrinkle? So thank you. The phone number here at WABC is 800-848-9222. 800-848-WABC. This is a live show. We're broadcasting from high atop, Madison Square Garden in the uh, the heart of New York, which is really packed today. I mean, the traffic is unbelievable. There's police cars everywhere. There's hard to get around New York today, but uh, I'm happy to be in the air-conditioned studio here with Mike and Badonna, and we are taking your phone calls, 800-848-9222, and, and Jennifer also. We can't forget Jennifer. <clears throat> Tonight, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things pertaining to you, what you look like. And this is a show about you, about uh, about when you look in the mirror and you see something maybe that you're not used to, like a wrinkle or a brown splotch or or even worse. You look in the mirror. And what is that? Is that a jowl? Oh, my goodness. If you're in your 50s. Boy, that can really get to you. You know, you look in the mirror and it wasn't there a week ago. That's what you, you say. And, you know, so many people tell me that. I, You know, I, I swear to God it wasn't there a few weeks ago. And I, you know, in the beginning of my career thought that, uh, well, maybe they just weren't observant. They didn't look in the mirror enough and they looked one day and saw something that's been there for months or years. I don't think that's true. I believe my patients when they tell me that their hair turned gray in a matter of weeks because of stress. I believe my patients when they tell me they had some sort of emotional or physical trauma and they developed wrinkles and and just looked older all of a sudden. And I call those aging spurts. And, you know, if you really think about it, when children grow, they don't grow linearly. They don't grow just at a set rate every month. They grow in spurts, so they kind of hold their height for uh, a few months, and then, bang, they, uh, they spurt up a couple inches, and then they stay there for a while, and they do it again. And if you really analyze their hormone levels, uh, their growth spurts are related to their hormone levels and various hormones. It's very complex, and we're not going to get into hormones on this show. We're not going to talk about growth hormone and thyroid hormone and testosterone and estrogen, that's for those other doctors. But I look at the result of those things and it's growth in children and in teens and in you, the listener to this show, it's aging. And there's really an aging spurt. Women know it. Women know that they have an aging spurt when they reach menopause. So their estrogen and progesterone levels, uh, you know what happens, they decline as you get older. Uh, but then they reach a critical level and bang, you know, your periods stop. And that's called menopause. And, uh, you know, it's easy to measure with estrogen and progesterone, but it's not so easy to measure the effects of all the other hormones, of which we know a lot of the hormones. But hormones are kind of like uh, like planets. You know, they find new planets all the time. They find new stars all the time. They find new hormones. And what's defined as a hormone is uh, not necessarily what you think of as a traditional hormone, like thyroid hormone or estrogen. Uh, but certainly, uh, hormones decline in uh, as we get older, starting probably around age 30. And uh, then we get these spurts. When, the, uh, when we get aging spurts, our hormones, uh, various hormones decline uh, faster. And then you get wrinkles, and you get brown, splotchy pigmentation and then you call the plastic surgeon and that's what this show is all about. 800-848-9222 is our phone number. It's a free call from the continental United States and probably beyond that, but uh, we haven't tested that. Mike says no, not beyond the continental United States. So you'll have to have uh I guess a real phone uh, beyond that. Anyway, give us a call 800-848-9222. We're giving away bottles of daytime. Daytime is what you need today because today it was a, uh, a UV index day of five. Actually, right now it's five. Tomorrow it's going to go up to seven. Anything over about three, you need sunscreen. Some purists say uh, you need sunscreen even if it's a one, but I'm not so sure about that. But today, certainly you needed it. Tomorrow you're going to need it. Uh, an SPF 15 is probably adequate if you're not trying to get sun. If you're just walking in the Upper East Side or going to one of those many fairs that are in the streets of New York, or Connecticut or New Jersey tomorrow. Well, then uh, you know an SPF 15 is adequate. My daytime has an SPF 23. 23. It's marked as a 20. We rounded down, but it's a 23. That's what it tested at. At and uh, that means the zinc oxide will protect you uh, for hours and hours in the uh, in the sun. It'll protect you from both UVA and UVB. That means it's a broad spectrum sunscreen. And that is daytime. It's your morning skin protector. Uh, it's part of my skincare program, and the bottle is yours with a good call. You know, we've had some funny calls lately. People think that you can just dial in and not really say anything and get your free bottle of daytime. No, we can't do it that way. You have to have a legitimate phone call. Well, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. I'm a board certified plastic surgeon. What does that mean? You know, a lot of people throw the term plastic surgery around and plastic surgeons, but in order to become a plastic surgeon, uh, it takes a lot. First of all, you have to graduate from medical school in the United States or around the world. And then you have to do a plastic surgery residency, which is about six years. I say about because some of them are still five years. Some are longer. I did six years and three months of residency, uh, and uh, I, I did my surgical residency at Harvard. I did my burn fellowship right here in New York at New York Hospital now New York Presbyterian, and uh, what a fun year that was, running the burn unit at uh, at Cornell. And then I went out to the University of Chicago where I did plastic surgery and then did a fellowship in facial plastic surgery with a couple of renowned plastic surgeons named Drs. Baker and Gordon in Miami, and that's, uh, that's my background. So if you hear about a plastic surgeon... Uh, and they're board certified, they will nowadays have had six years of training beyond medical school. So it's a long time. I, I like to say that I lost a whole decade. Didn't really lose it because it was such a great decade of medical school and of residency, learning so much to help you, to help you look better and look younger. And again, that's what this show is all about. So today we're going to talk about facial aging, one of my favorite topics. We're going to be talking about brow lifts. It's a topic I don't talk too much about. Uh, It's gone through so many changes. Probably brow lifting has gone through more changes than any facial cosmetic procedure in the last 30 years. Starting out a long time ago when, uh, when I was a resident at the University of Chicago where we made incisions from ear to ear really did and uh, and this was called a bicoronal brow lift. So if you're looking these things up, the brow lift where we make an incision from ear to ear and you're ready for this if you're if you get nauseated with uh, medical topics, maybe tonight's not the show for you because I'm going to tell you how I did a brow lift in 1987. I peeled down the forehead off of the bone exposing the muscles of the forehead and then we trimmed the muscles and then we removed a little bit of skin and then hiked everything up a bit, sewed it back up, and that was our brow lift in 1987. Now, interestingly, later in the show, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be doing a brow lift in a pig. Can you imagine that? <laughs> it's really true. Coming up, I've got, I've got a surgical procedure that uh, will be very interesting. Jennifer's looking at me. What is she, he talking about? Uh, yes, later uh, this month, I'm operating on a true pig uh, with a veterinarian, a very unfortunate pig named Popo. And we'll talk a little bit about Popo later in the show. <laughs> now everybody's got to stay tuned because uh, you have to hear about how a plastic surgeon is operating on a pig. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. So brow lifting, very uh, very interesting how way back in the 1980s we made big incisions and we, remo- re- we removed removed lots of skin, and hike things up, we could lift the brows just as far as you would want them lifted. We can make you look like Lieutenant Uhura or even Nancy Pelosi. Has she had a brow lift? I don't know. Probably. Uh, But no one really liked those long incisions, and uh, if you parted the hair, you'd see them. And so uh, we looked for ways of making the brow lift incision smaller. And uh, lo and behold, in the 1990s, the endoscope came in. The endoscope was borrowed from our friends, the general surgeons, who had been doing laparoscopic surgery for a couple of years. We wanted to find out how we can make short incisions in plastic surgery, so we started doing endoscopic brow lifts. We made five little incisions in the hair and, uh, and then uh, went underneath the skin through these small incisions and removed the muscle and then kind of hiked up the brows that way. You know, I did my share of those procedures. We all did. Most of us have moved away from the, uh, the brow lift procedure with the endoscope now because uh, it really was a uh, kind of a tough operation that wasn't necessary to do because we developed ways of doing the endoscopic brow lift with the, without the endoscope. It was kind of funny. We used the same principles of the endoscopic brow lift, little incisions, uh, but then we kind of looked in, and it was actually easier for us to look in as opposed to making uh, uh, using that scope. Then, about uh, somewhere in the end of the 90s, a lot of us started doing even simpler brow lift procedures through the upper eyelid, and that's called a brow and that's a procedure that I do now, and when we return, I'll talk a little bit about that. 800 848 9222 we'll be right back if you're over 30 and you really don't take care of your skin you're in for a big surprise wrinkles brown splotches and rough skin are just around the corner i'm plastic surgeon dr arthur perry and i've created a one-step solution called nighttime because i know that even celebrities won't stick to a complex program just massage in nighttime and you'll notice smoother skin by morning keep on using it and the appearance of wrinkles lessen in a study, my skincare program reduced the appearance of wrinkles 21% in three months, and the signs of aging were reduced by over 50% in six months. My skincare is real, it's honest, and it's simple. And right now, WABC listeners can save $15 on a bottle of nighttime. Use the 77 code on drperrys.com, and nighttime is yours for $50. That's D R P E R R Y S dot com or call 844 Dr. Perry. That's 844 D R P E R R Y.
3: Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, here every Sunday at nine. And there are over 567 ways to claim your Social Security benefits, but you only have one chance to get it right. So call my office now at 888 988 Josh, 888 988 5674 and we will give you a copy of the book Get What's Yours The Secrets to Maxing Out Your Social Security to those of you who schedule and keep your no obligation second opinion on your wealth so call us now at 8898 Josh
1: 88985674
0: Advisory services offered through Wealth Quarterback LLC Investing may involve the risk of loss of capital
1: This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Well, it's finally spring outside, and it's time for America's favorite pastime. No, not baseball. Liposuction. You might have heard about non-invasive technologies that claim to take inches off of your waist, but in actuality, they seem to slim your wallet more than your belly. Liposuction is the tried and proven technique to reduce fat from your tummy, hips, thighs, or neck. I've been performing liposuction for over 30 years, and in most cases, you're back to work in just a few days and in a bathing suit in a few weeks. My offices are on 57th Street, just off of 5th Avenue, and in central New Jersey schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. Check me out on the web at periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WABC. You're listening to What's Your
3: Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's What's your wrinkle?
1: And this is Dr. Arthur Perry. We are back live in New York and taking your phone calls, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. So why do we lift the brows? Well, if you look in the mirror, hopefully not while you're driving, but if you look in the mirror, take a look at the position of your brows. You know, they're supposed to be in a woman at or just above the bony rim. So if you feel the bony rim... If your brow is below it, then, uh, you know, you might benefit from a brow lift. Now, it's kind of hard to do. It's kind of like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle in physics. Remember that one from college? All right. The thing is, when you try and look at yourself in the mirror, you lift your brows up. That's why you get those horizontal uh, lines that we Botox. Then it drops down your brow. And then that, that gives you the appearance of maybe a little too much skin of your upper eyelid. So your brain likes to hold your brows up to get as much light to your eye as possible. So it's very difficult for you to look in the mirror and say, what is the normal position of my brow? A plastic surgeon, if you come in for a consultation for an eyelid lift, the plastic surgeon will look at the position of your brows and try and maybe have you close your eyes and relax your forehead. Uh, to see the true position of your brow, he or she might kind of force the position of the brow down, hold it so that you, you, you can't lift the muscle against the fingers of the, uh, of the examiner. And so we look at the position of the brow. If your brow is below the bony rim and we do an eyelid lift, you know, we've removed that extra skin, what we can actually do is drag the brow down to an even lower position. So in the beginning, that procedure looks fine. You look in the mirror and you say, thank you, doctor. Uh, And then six months later, you uh, look in the mirror and you say, wait a minute, he didn't remove enough skin from my eyelids. Uh, That's not what happened. The brow, if it hasn't been lifted at the same time as an eyelid lift, can then kind of creep down and give you the appearance of still too much eyelid skin the mistake of course would be to take more eyelid skin the answer is to have performed an eyebrow lift so i like to perform the eyebrow lift now through the upper eyelid incision it gives a very natural result and we don't have to put any incisions in the hair no more of those uh, big long incisions from ear to ear like i'm going to do on the pig in a few weeks uh that 's the only way to do it in a pig, but we'll, again we 're going to talk about that later. Why is he operating on a pig? She says, okay, uh, anyway, um, so we do these uh, brow pexies now, and we put it two maybe three stitches in the under surface of the brow, and we affix we fix the brow to the bone, and then put everything back. No additional incisions in addition to the upper eyelid lift incision. So that's called a brow pexi. We used to use these things called endotine units. A lot of you uh, might be looking on the internet now because you're t- talking about brow pexies and brow lifts, and you see these endotine things. They don't work. I did so many of those years ago, and this is the danger of new technology and new procedures. Uh, the endotine was a beautifully engineered little device that we put right onto the bone, and we kind of hung the brow on it. It was so nice, and it gave us beautiful results right away. And so many of those failed because, uh, unfortunately, the people that designed this endotine unit uh, did not realize that it took maybe a year for the thing to dissolve. And during that time period, uh, you could get recurrence of the brow brow, uh, drooping. It's kind of a technical point, but they were taken off the market because they all failed. So we don't do uh, brow pexies with these endotines anymore. We go back to the uh, technique, which was actually designed by an oculoplastic surgeon in Chicago by the name of Dr. Putterman, who I had the opportunity to scrub with when I was a resident out there. And uh, he devised this brow pexy procedure a long time ago. Uh, but it's just catching on in the United States now. So so we've come uh, from the big, long incision ear-to-ear to, ear to no extra incisions when we do a uh, an eyelid lift. And I did one of those last week, just like I'm talking about to you. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle? The phone number here at WABC is 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. So, how many of you heard about that medical tourism disaster in Mexico? You know, you have to look online and look at some of the uh, the papers, like the Daily Mail, to get these uh, these plastic surgery uh, stories. But boy, there was a a real bad one. You know, medical tourism is something I've been talking about on this show for eleven years. Uh, it sounds so great to be able to go outside the country and save tons of money. You know how much less expensive is a a facelift in Mexico compared to manhattan well let 's see you save an awful lot of money but here 's what happens uh, so the story surfaced last week now i 'm going to use the uh, the terminology that i don 't normally use because this is what Mexico is calling this uh, woman uh, it 's called the boob job butcher. Yes, that's what uh, we can say that on the air here. This is a it's not one of uh, George Carlin's uh, words, right? Okay, so uh, this was a plastic surgeon allegedly in Mexico who uh, wasn't really a plastic surgeon. It turns out she was a fake plastic surgeon and she carried out hundreds and hundreds of botched operations. You ready for this on our kitchen table? I mean that was kind of hint number one. you know if you go to the plastic surgeon and they say, "Come into my kitchen I think uh, maybe <laughs> maybe that 's a hint uh, she uh, she uh, used a type of sedation you know when I do sedation, uh, we have a board certified anesthesiologist they they give things like versed and uh, they give um, ketamine and uh, and propofol drugs that are very good and very safe when given by a, uh, a board certified anesthesiologist uh, by the way, the plastic surgeon should not be giving out the sedation him or herself that 's not a good practice and in the state of new jersey it 's illegal, uh, but uh, this plastic surgeon or a person or whatever she was. Uh, Her name was Castia Valdez. She's only 34 years old. She's got a a very interesting history already. The boob job butcher used ecstasy. That's what she used on her patients. She got ecstasy pills, uh, and uh, they got kind of uh, zonked from the ecstasy and then started uh, operating on them. And, boy, I'll tell you, the the number of people that were maimed is in the many, many hundreds. Uh, Finally, someone went to the police And they arrested this woman. but uh, And many of these people who were the victims said they didn't go to the police because they were embarrassed. They were embarrassed because they didn't do their homework. They didn't realize that uh, this person was not a real plastic surgeon. Uh, You know, uh, she was not a doctor. Uh, she uh, was self-trained I guess you know that's where YouTube comes in I guess you can learn an awful lot on YouTube you can learn some plastic surgery Uh, you can learn how to uh, cut uh, pineapples on YouTube I suppose Uh, this doctor learned plastic surgery she uh, used a stolen medical license one of the victims said uh, uh, maybe the hint was that it was a Xerox of a medical license on her uh, on her wall uh, instead of using Botox, she said, I'm injecting Botox. She actually used industrial silicone sealant. She bought it at Home Depot. Yep, uh, you can get that. If you go, uh, you know, the aisle in Home Depot that has all the little tools, that's where she got it. You know, you get these little bottles of silicone. Wow, it's it's really incredible. So, you know, if you're thinking of uh, going to another country, you know, there are very good plastic surgeons all over the world. But it is very difficult for you to determine who is a good plastic surgeon and who is operating on their kitchen table and who is operating with uh, supplies that were sold for 10 cents on a dollar because they expired 10 years ago. And I can tell you uh, there's a market for used suture and used all sorts of things, uh, drugs. This woman, this is one of the most amazing things uh, out of this story. This woman in Mexico actually implanted breast implants in a woman that she took out of another woman, I. Uh, it's amazing, six hours before. So in the morning, she took them out. I don't know if she sterilized them. Uh, what'd she do, put them in her oven? <laughs> Does she have an autoclave? I don't know. And she implanted into another person. This is as bad as it gets. But how do you know? How do you know what's going on? Someone told me a couple days ago their wife went down to Rio and had a breast augmentation. okay. You know, I hope. Uh, I hope she doesn't have a complication. I hope uh, if she does, she has. She can find a plastic surgeon in the United States willing to take care of her. You know, the way it works in uh, in plastic surgery is there's called a global fee for the surgery. So that means the surgery and all the aftercare for you know a reasonable amount of time, a few months, usually even a year is included in the surgical fee. So when you go down to uh, Mexico or uh, Guam or India or Korea is a big place now. I don't know about Guam. Uh, Korea is a big place for uh, for cosmetic surgery. And you come back, you fly back to the United States, and then a couple of weeks later all of a sudden your wound starts uh, opening up and you've got pus coming out. I'm sorry, that's what happens. Uh, and then you call up the plastic surgeon in your neighborhood, and he says, well, you know, I don't know, I didn't operate on you, go to the emergency room. And that's kind of what's, uh, what's happening because uh, plastic surgeons uh, don't want the liability of the complication which occurred in another country. You're not going to be able to sue that doctor for malpractice. Uh, so, and, and there's a fear of the local doctor of being sued for malpractice for something he never even did. It's a big problem. So think very carefully uh, about going to another country. And I'm not saying this uh, self-serving or anything like that. Like I tell people when they call me from they live far away. Uh, I have a lot of patients that come in from San Francisco and Los Angeles uh, for surgery and around the country. And I tell them, look, if you're going to come to New York and have your surgery, you have to be willing to spend three weeks here because we need to get you past the immediate surgical period. You're not going to come in you know fly out a couple of days later like so many people who go to south america do that's not appropriate you have to stay for the full recovery period or just find someone locally and uh, and I tell people that and uh, my patients know I tell them that i'm dr arthur perry this is what's your wrinkle right here on wabc the phone number 800 848 9222 800 848 9222 uh, we're going to talk about skin care in a few minutes when we return from our break. We're going to talk about facial aging and the sequence of aging that you go through and what you can do to kind of slow that process. Uh, but we've got maybe 45 seconds. So I'll tell you a little bit more about Popo, the poor pig, who was 100 pounds overweight. He really was. Uh, he was taken in by the pig rescue in north of Philadelphia. It's a great place called Ross Mill Farm. And uh, Popo was put on a diet. He lost 100 pounds. The problem with Popo is that his fat, he had so much fat that it blocked his vision. So Popo, while he had eyes that could see, they were blocked by fat. So Popo would, uh, you know, he kind of got angry, as many people who lose their vision, you know, sometimes are. Uh, Popo was an angry pig, and he lost his uh, 100 pounds. And when we come back, I'll tell you what we're going to do for Popo. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, 800 848 9222. We'll be right back. If you're over 30 and you really don't take care of your skin, you're in for a big surprise. Wrinkles, brown splotches, and rough skin are just around the corner. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created a one step solution called Nighttime because I know that even celebrities won't stick to a complex program. Just massage in nighttime, and you'll notice smoother skin by morning. Keep on using it, and the appearance of wrinkles lessen. In a study, my skincare program reduced the appearance of wrinkles 21% in three months, and the signs of aging were reduced by over 50% in six months. My skincare is real, it's honest, and it's simple. And right now, WABC listeners can save $15 on a bottle of Nighttime. Use the 77 code on drperrys.com, and Nighttime is yours for $50. That's D R P E R R Y S dot com or call 844 Dr. Perry. That's 844 D R P E R R Y.
2: This message is for home intruders, the cowards who break into people's homes to steal their hard earned property, criminals who shatter lives and rob people of their privacy and security. Listen very carefully. We're the home security experts at LiveWatch, and we're taking you down. Because we're offering everyone a LiveWatch security system risk-free with the fastest response time available to take advantage of this life-changing limited-time offer. Listeners must call now, 1-800-400-6110. LiveWatch has been helping protect homes for years, and we've learned the secrets that intruders like you don't want people to know. Secrets that we're giving away absolutely free. Criminals, it's time for you to be afraid, because every person who calls will be protected against cowards like you. To the criminals listening, we're taking you down. To those who want to help protect their homes, keep you and your family safe, call the security experts at LiveWatch now to get a LiveWatch security system risk-free. 1-800-400-6110. 800 1-800-400. 400 6110. Why
0: do 8 out of 10 drivers prefer Lyft? Could be because Lyft starts you off with a $1,000 bonus and free car washes, and you'll earn even more from there. Top drivers are earning $2,000 every week with Lyft, and for a limited time, we've lowered our commission to 0%. That's right, $1,000 to start, nearly two grand a week, and zero commission. You keep it all. Apply at nylift.com. That's nylyft.com today. Or stop by our office at 31-00 47th Avenue in Long Long Island City, the same building as the TLC to start earning. Just bring your city required TLC license or ask us how to get one. While you jot that down, here's another fun fact Lyft is the only app that has tipping, and 60% of our rides end with a tip because at Lyft, drivers come first. Sign up at nylyft.com. That's nylyft.com today to start making thousands with zero commission. Or stop by our office at 31 00 47th Avenue in Long Island City and ask for the $1,000 radio bonus to Terms apply.
3: This is Rachel Ash, here with my co-host, Ash Center Medical Director, Dr. Anthony Lyon. We are excited to host the all-new Sick and Tired of Being Sick and Tired, Sunday afternoons from 3 to 5 p.m.
1: I'm Anthony Lyon. Each week, we take your calls live and discuss the very best in progressive medicine and alternative therapies that will truly help you on your health and wellness journey.
3: If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, join us this and every Sunday, 3 to 5 p.m., or log on to ashcenter.com.
0: Sick and Tired of Being Sick and Tired, Sundays from 3 to 5 p.m.,
1: Brian Scudamore from 1 800 Got Junk. Honey, the magic is here.
3: Great. I can hardly wait.
1: <laughs> Come on in, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.
3: We point at junk and it disappears, right?
0: You've obviously heard the radio ads. But those ads are true, aren't they? Point at something. Anything at all. Even if it's outside? Anything. That was fun.
3: I love this.
2: It's gone. All you have to do is point. I love this
1: job. Me too. People are just so happy when their stuff disappears.
3: The house feels so much bigger.
1: Is there anything you'd like us to get from the
3: attic? Absolutely. Follow me. How do you do that? We come when it's convenient for you.
0: Call today before noon and we'll be there today. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK? 1-800-G-O-T-J-U-N-K Or visit one 800
1: got
3: Listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's What's
1: your wrinkle? And we are back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC 800 848 9222. Give us a call. If you had an experience with medical tourism, good or bad, give me a call. Tell me about it. Have you gone to another country and had a wonderful experience? Well, I'd like to hear about that. Have you had a problem? Well, give us a call. Tell us your story. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, board-certified plastic surgeon. Tonight, we're talking about all sorts of things. We're talking about medical tourism disasters in Mexico. We were talking about brow lifting, and I was just telling you about this poor little pig who lost 100 pounds, and uh, and even though he's lost this weight, uh, he still has an obstruction. This fat is still hanging out uh, in front of his eyes. So along with a uh, veterinarian, in uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, in a couple weeks, I'm going to be uh, doing a brow lift. Never done a brow lift on a pig. Of course, I'm donating my services, and uh, and thankfully, uh, there have been people who donated uh, the um, funds for the veterinarian um, through the Ross Mill Farm. Uh, which is a, a wonderful uh, place, by the way, if you want to uh, go on their website, rossmillfarm.com. Uh, they bring in all the uh, the stray pigs in the Northeast. So we'll be op- operating on Popo, and in a couple weeks I'll give you some uh, uh, some follow-up how I'm going to remove the uh, the skin and the fat, maybe a little liposuction, do a brow lift, a blepharoplasty, that's an eyelid lift. We're going to make this pig look as good as Arnold on uh, is that with Mr. Ziffel? Remember that one? Okay. All right. So uh, what do you think the most common cosmetic surgical procedure is in the United States? A lot of you who have been listening to me know uh, that in the United States, one year it's liposuction, one year it's breast augmentation, kind of goes back and forth. But uh, in other countries, it's not necessarily the same thing. So uh, you know, there's an interesting article uh, this week in uh, some of the newspapers and they looked around the uh, the world what are some of the uh, the more common procedures well in Brazil we talked about that a little while ago uh, you know the the buttock lift is very popular it's not that popular in the United States despite all the publicity it really isn't there aren't that many done there yeah, there are some done in Miami very few in uh, in New York some in Los Angeles but if you go around the rest of the country not too many but in Brazil uh, boy, I'll tell you, they, uh, they do do an awful lot of buttock lifts. And, uh, and I've been talking about, I recommend, I'm not a big fan of buttock lifts, uh, you know, and buttock augmentations and injections. They're, they're not the best procedures. They're very high complication procedures. They've got all sorts of uh, issues. The buttock implants tend to feel hard when you sit on them injections into the buttocks tend to uh, cause problems like pulmonary emboli oh my goodness all sorts of things uh but there is an exercise program that was developed in brazil and they can uh, get really big gluteus muscles with uh, squat thrusts and other uh, other uh, procedures uh, like that so well all right that's that's brazil the buttock lift is big there how about iran that's not a country that you think of as big for cosmetic surgery do you I don't think so, but then what do I know? Uh, apparently, rhinoplasties are real big in Iran. They do an awful lot of them, and in fact, there's something like 40,000 cosmetic surgical procedures in the uh, country of Iran each year, and something like 60% of those are rhinoplasties, which are, you might call them, nose jobs, nose uh, jobs. I don't think that's a great term, but uh, nasal reshaping is a reasonable one. So uh, that's one that uh, is very common there. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle? right here on WABC. So here in the United States, facial rejuvenation is a very, very common procedure. And although... It is uh, considered the most common procedure. We use a lot of non-surgical techniques, and I talk about it all the time. It's one of the more common things that I do in my practice, and uh, my office is uh, right there on 57th Street between 6th and 5th. Great location, and uh, it's so wonderful in the summer. There are great restaurants in that area, but we won't go there. Uh, in New Jersey, I'm in Central Jersey, and uh, right in the Princeton, New Brunswick, Bridgewater, Triangle area, so not far, about an hour from uh, from New York. And, uh, and I'm doing uh, wrinkle filler almost every day in my office, almost every day. And why do we do wrinkle filler, and why do 1.6 million people in the United States have wrinkle filler each year? Because it works, because it is a, a real game-changer. It was a game-changer in 2003 when the very first one came out. That was called Restylane. Yeah, we had collagen. Collagen came out in 1981. Collagen was never a great filler. And, you know, I did some collagen, didn't like collagen, and the reason I didn't like it was because your body chewed it up so quickly, so quickly. And some people, as soon as two weeks the material was gone, you know, if you're real lucky, you got about three months out of collagen, And it was expensive, and the real problem with collagen is people made antibodies against collagen. That means you attacked it. And, in fact, there have been hundreds, maybe thousands of people that developed rheumatoid arthritis and lupus and other collagen vascular diseases. They're rheumatic diseases from repeated injections of collagen. Now, I want to tell you that you're not going to get those diseases from having a single or even a dozen injections of collagen. I'm talking about the people that had hundreds and hundreds. And I'll tell you, they were out there. People, you know, they they came in every month to their plastic surgeon for another collagen injection in the 1980s. Thankfully, you can't get collagen anymore. We now have hyaluronic acid. That that reminds me, by the way, uh, I had a patient last week who asked me, I guess she told me, she was taking collagen for uh, for another reason. She was told by a doctor you can eat collagen and get collagen in your body. And since we're talking a little bit about injecting collagen, uh, might I take a moment and tell you that uh, doesn't happen. When you eat collagen, uh, your body digests it into amino acids just like it does a good steak. I don't eat steak. I just eat uh, Chicken uh, uh, you know if you operate on Popo the pig or uh, Penelope the cow how can you how can you eat them but that 's a different story, uh, but anyway, uh, if you eat steak or chicken or something like that, uh, you get the amino acids the same way but a lot cheaper and a lot more enjoyably than buying that that collagen powder in those stores. So you can't get it that way. And you can't get hyaluronic acid that way either because your body just digests that into the sugars and then reassembles it into hyaluronic acid. You might as well just have food. It's called food. All right. So anyway, the fillers of things like Restylane and Juvederm and uh, Bello taro and there are so many now of the hyaluronic fillers they came in in the 2000s and they really changed the way we all thought about facial aging because before the fillers came in if you had wrinkles around your mouth what did we do we did the deep chemical peel that was effective but boy what a recovery two weeks of recovering from that or we did dermabrasion around the mouth, and then when those procedures came and went, the laser came, and so from 1995 to 2005, we did the laser, the deep laser around the mouth, and it was very effective. It got rid of those wrinkles, but you lost two two weeks. (laughs) Some people said it felt like two years, but it was two weeks of your life. Uh, You had to hide, and I mean hide. If someone came to your door, you would not answer the door if you had one of those procedures because your skin was gone, and the way it healed was by shrinking the tissue and generating new collagen. So that was the way we dealt with the wrinkles around the mouth until Restylane and Juvederm and those great fillers came in, and now in about an hour, I numb you up, and we put a little Emla cream on your skin. That's an anesthetic cream. And I inject, I use this little micro droplet technique, little tiny amounts. We don't want you to look like you're puffy. We don't want you to look like a fish or some other animal. You see so many, so many bad filler jobs. Is that a word? I guess it is. In New York and around the country, Los Angeles. I think it's the uh, it's the look now with the lip just pouting out. It's It's really amazing. And it's caused by unartistic injection of filler. And, uh, and I've said on the show many times, the hardest thing to teach a resident in training is artistry. And the other thing that's hard to teach is ethics. Those are the two things. I can teach people chemistry and I can teach people surgical techniques, but you can't teach them artistic judgment. You really can't. They have to have it or they don't. And unfortunately, some people, uh, even plastic surgeons, some don't. But most do because that's who gravitates to plastic surgery, the artistic doctors. If you're, a, if you're kind of a carpenter doctor, you go uh, into orthopedics. And if you're a cerebral doctor, you do neurology or oncology. But if you're a creative, artistic doctor, you go into plastic surgery. It's really true. Uh, You know They've done psychological studies on different specialties and what type of doctor, what type of person goes into these different fields. So the artistic guys and girls go into cosmetic surgery, and so they're usually quite good at injecting and making you look really nice with filler. So that's how we do that. And when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about the rest of the face because the wrinkles around the mouth and the small lips and the lack of definition of the lips, that's only one part of facial aging, but you know... You know what happens as you get older because you look in the mirror and you see the jowls, you see the bands in the neck, you see the splotchy pigmentation, you see drooping eyebrows and drooping eyelids and puffiness around the eye. It just goes on and on, and that's what we're here to talk about. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, 800-848-9222, 848 We'll be back after these words. This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Well, it's finally spring outside and it's time for America's favorite pastime. No, not baseball, liposuction. You might have heard about non invasive technologies that claim to take inches off of your waist, but in actuality, they seem to slim your wallet more than your belly. Liposuction is the tried and proven technique to reduce fat from your tummy, hips, thighs, or neck. I've been performing liposuction for over 30 years, and in most cases, you're back to work in just a few days and in a bathing suit in a few weeks. My offices are on 57th Street, just off of 5th Avenue, and in central New Jersey. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. Check me out on the web at periplasticsurgery.com. That's com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WABC.
3: I have struggled with irritable bowel syndrome for 40 years. I mean, really struggled with it. And... I want you to know that since I have been taking Balance of Nature, I don't have it anymore. But, I mean, after 40 years, I'm 75 years old, and after 40 years of struggling with this and, you know, early on taking all kinds of medication and this, that, and the other thing, back in October, I was able to cancel my appointment with a gastroenterologist. Okay. You know, your products have made, have made my life, they have improved the quality of my life so tremendously. I can't, I can't be grateful enough, so I want, please thank you all, and please, if you ever have a chance to, please thank Dr. Howard. Good health is just a phone call away. What are you waiting for? Call now and take the health challenge to get a free month's supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code WABC.
1: If you're over 30 and you really don't take care of your skin, you're in for a big surprise. Wrinkles, brown splotches, and rough skin are just around the corner. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created a one-step solution called Nighttime because I know that even celebrities won't stick to a complex program. Just massage in nighttime, and you'll notice smoother skin by morning. Keep on using it, and the appearance of wrinkles lessen. In a study, my skincare program reduced the appearance of wrinkles 21% in three months, and the signs of aging were reduced by over 50% in six months. My skincare is real. It's honest and it's simple. And right now, WABC listeners can save fifteen dollars on a bottle of Nighttime. Use the seventy-seven code on drperrys.com and Nighttime is yours for fifty dollars. That's drperrys.com or call eight four four Doctor Perry. That's eight four four drperry You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with
3: Doctor Arthur Perry. What's Your Wrinkle? Wrinkle?
1: And what is your rental? I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is the show about you. Give us a call 800 848 9222. So many of you heard the, uh, the spot for my products, uh, and many of you know that a long time ago I had a product called Night Skin and, uh, and Day Skin and Natural Block and Soft Skin. Great products. Um, I left that company and started my own, and so now we have great names Nighttime. Couldn't come up with anything more original than that, I guess, right? Nighttime, daytime, soft time, and uh, the new one, which is clean time soap. And I want to let the cat out of the bag. So so now something big is happening with these products. Big, everyone listening? Going to be on Home Shopping Network coming up. Oh, boy. Jennifer says that's great. Coming up at the, uh, the end of the summer, I'll let you know. HSN, let you know what date you can uh, watch me in... Uh, I don't know what I'm going to be wearing, the white coat, the scrubs, or the suit. Ah, they'll tell me. But Home Shopping Network with the products coming up, it's its its huge, as one of those candidates would say. So uh, <laughs> very happy to, uh, to tell you that. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle? Roger, what can I do for you? What's your wrinkle?
3: Hi, Dr. Perry. Um, I have a question not relating to the face. As I explained to your uh, uh, screener, I have a diastasis recti where the... Muscles in my abdomen have separated, and it's not painful. It's just not where I want to be approaching 70 years of age. Uh, it was through an injury, a stress injury, that I was helping move some equipment that turned out to be not movable, and I could actually feel it kind of release. This about three years ago, and I've done some reading and such about it, and I understand that uh, many plastic surgeons do those types of repairs. I'm wondering if you're familiar with it, what you could tell me about it.
1: Well, a diastasis recti is uh, it's a technical term. So let me let me explain to the listeners out there what's going on. So, if you lift up the skin of your belly, uh, you see some fat, and then you lift up the fat, and you see the muscles of the belly. And there are two muscles that go from the ribs down to the pubic bone, and they're the straight muscles, and they're the muscles that give you the six pack. So they're called the six pack muscles. They're also called the rectus muscles, and they're some very important muscles. You feel those when you do a sit-up because uh, if you don't have those muscles, it's pretty much impossible to do a sit-up. Uh, those muscles are linked to other muscles of the belly uh, called the oblique muscles, and uh, together they stabilize the spine. So, And that's a very important point because we think of the spine as, you know, it's in the back of our body and the muscles of our belly are in the front of our belly our body, uh, but the spine is stabilized with the muscles in the back and in the front. So if you have some weakness or a separation of those muscles, uh, then you get a little bit of poor posture, some low back pain, things like that. Now, diastasis recti, that's the, that's the technical term for a spreading or separation of those muscles. And women get it, uh, almost 100% of women get it during pregnancy. So, and only Jane Fonda did the that 's who the only person on record that the muscles went back on their own that 's a kind of a joke if you look at her body it 's perfect but uh after pregnancy, what can I say? most women uh you know it, it, they kind of stay a little separated and and most women 's belly then pouches forward, and their posture isn 't as good, and uh, they get a little bit of low back pain and uh, and you know it never really goes back to to normal but we do a tummy tuck on those women and a tummy tuck we lift up the skin expose those muscles and sew the muscles back together restoring the pre-pregnancy situation now obviously you're a man so you haven't been pregnant uh diastasis recti is less common in a man usually uh it occurs In older men and uh, men that had gained a lot of weight, that's another way to get that, and then lost that weight so they see that. Now, it's not a true hernia. And the way we distinguish between a diastasis recti and a hernia is on examination. And, in fact, the best way to examine you for that is to have you lie on a table, put your uh, legs straight in front of you, your arms on the table, and then you lift up both legs both legs without bending your knees, and if there's a bulge, a bulge, and you can feel the intestine, then it's a hernia, then it's a hernia, as opposed to a diastasis, which is just kind of a separation and a, uh, a loosening of those muscles. So, so here's, the, here's the thing, Roger. First of all, ha, who has examined you? Did you have a good exam by a general surgeon for this? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, so that's really what you I need to you do. I-
3: okay I, I did what you described and i i can replicate that i've had it for about three years and uh i learned about it quickly that you know lifting my legs i would get this huge sausage that would pop up there also like i explained before no pain but it um uh, it just annoys me because at the time i had a, a fairly visible six-pack and i was 66 years old i'm 69 now and uh I was in pretty good shape.
1: Still am. Okay, but, Roger. I so, so oh, yeah. Roger, I'm, I'm going to take a, a wild guess here, since I can't see you through the radio, and I'm going to tell you this is probably a hernia, not a diastasis. Uh, probably. Uh, now, I can't be sure, uh, but that's what it sounds like to me, and at your age and the history, that's what it sounds like you have, not a diastasis, uh, which is a lot, uh, you know, it doesn't doesn't happen this way. More than likely, you should. What you should do is see a general surgeon, not a plastic surgeon. A general surgeon, okay. and uh, and then you know a good general surgeon that operates on hernias, and he or she will examine you in the way I explained, and they'll put you through other maneuvers and make a decision. And and you know maybe I'm wrong, uh, but maybe I'm right. If it is a hernia, you'll probably have it operated on by the general surgeon. If it's a just a diastasis, you know you know at seventy years old, you probably won't. Um, because, um, you know, there are risks and benefits of of everything. And, uh, you know, I mean, only you and your doctor can decide whether or not it's worth it. If it's just a diastasis, it's completely cosmetic as opposed to a hernia, which has real medical implications. And um, now the good news, if it's a hernia, it's a big one. Uh, And big hernias like that are less dangerous than little hernias. It sounds... uh, kind of opposite what you might think. And, and remember that I can't give you precise medical advice because you're not my patient. I can't see you over the phone, over the radio here. So I'm just going to give you these general things. My, my strong advice to you is see the general surgeon, get examined, make get a determination whether or not it's a hernia or not, and whether or not he or she thinks you need surgery. Okay? Sounds fair to me. Okay. Roger, thanks so much for calling. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. You are listening to What's Your Wrinkle? right here on WABC, I want to go into a little more detail about what we do in a tummy tuck, because that's a more typical situation than what Roger was talking about here. So, a tummy tuck is what we do after pregnancy, ladies, uh, after the ravages of pregnancy. You know, you have that little baby inside you growing and uh, causing havoc for all for a great cause, right? Uh, but your body's never the same. We know that. Uh, your skin of your belly gets stretched out. You get stretch marks. And if you're lucky, your stretch marks will only be on the bottom half of your belly, below your belly button, because that's what we remove We remove in a tummy tuck. We can't remove the skin of the upper belly in a tummy tuck. So we remove that skin, and we, we remove the fat of the lower belly in a tummy tuck. We tighten the muscles, as I was just talking about. And the interesting thing is when I tighten the rectus muscles, When I sew them together, that pulls on the oblique muscles. And, uh, you know, I don't want to bore you with anatomy here, but the oblique muscles are attached to the rectus muscles, so they passively get pulled on. And uh, when when you have this pouching forward of the belly and loose muscles, you cannot effectively exercise as well. And women... After pregnancy, realize that, that it's harder to stay in shape and harder to do the same exercises they could do before pregnancy. But after a tummy tuck, we strengthen the muscles. And usually, but not often, not always, but usually, the function of your belly will be as good, sometimes even better than before pregnancy because we're going to put those muscles back and really increase the tone of the oblique muscles. And that is uh, very important to do. So you'll feel better Uh, You'll look better. It's like having an internal girdle effect. Uh, The penalty, well, it's surgery. It takes anywhere from an hour and a half to three hours, depending on how overweight you are. If you're thin, your surgery goes quicker. Sometimes we add a little bit of liposuction of the flanks to that procedure. You're going to have a scar from your hip to your hip, and we try and put it underneath where where your bathing suit is or your underwear is. But tummy tucks are a great operation because not only do you look better, but you feel better also. We're doing tummy tucks as outpatients now, and I never thought that would be possible 30 years ago when I started doing them. Uh, But patients do very well as an outpatient with a tummy tuck, and uh, one of the reasons is the anesthesiologist gives you anesthesia Uh, understanding that you're going to leave the facility in an hour and a half. And that's a a different approach than the old way if you were going to stay in the hospital overnight. They give you anesthesia and you don't wake up for an hour or so after the procedure. And so because of that, you walk sooner after the procedure, and people do very well. Uh, I mentioned a few weeks ago on this show, there was a study out of Marina del Rey, California, that looked at over 1,000 consecutive outpatient tummy tucks, and they did just as well, if not better, than inpatient tummy tucks so uh, you know the world is changing and uh, pretty soon we'll have outpatient cardiac surgery what you you never know you never know i'm dr arthur perry i want to thank everybody for listening this evening it's been a a great show uh i want you to check out my facebook page it's facebook.com slash dr perry's that's for the products and you can order those products by the way at drperrys.com. We've got all sorts of specials going on. If you check the Facebook page later tonight, you'll find the secret special that I promise people that goes on starting tonight and tomorrow. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. When they play that music, Mike gets the broom and the vacuum and a hook, and he says, get out of the studio, Dr. Perry. Thanks so much for listening. Those of you who want to ask me questions, give me a, you know, send me an email during the week. It's Doctor Perry at drperrys.com. Dot com, D-R-P-E-R-R-Y at Dr. perry's with an S dot com. Thanks so much. And check out my Facebook uh, page I told you about and my website, Perry Plastic Surgery. Everybody, we'll see you all 6 o'clock next week. Have your phone calls ready.
0: This program was sponsored by Dr. Perry's Skin Industries, LLC. The views expressed by the preceding program are those of the sponsor and not necessarily the opinions of 77WABC or Cumulus Media.